Welcome to the Deepwater Podcast. I'm Dave Mercer. I'm James Judd. And our goal on this podcast is to learn to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples. Yes, sir. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Deepwater Podcast. I'm really glad you're here with me today. And by here with me today, I don't know what you're looking at, uh, but today I am looking out over the Canadian River to a place where I used to play a lot when I was a young man with my brother. We used to uh, run this land. My my uh, family owned it. And we would come down here and check cattle. And then after we were checking cattle, if we had time in the summertime especially, we would head down to the river and play for a while. And just a beautiful place. And today it's owned by somebody else, but I, in one of my little strange idiosyncrasies that is James, uh, I'm getting this hobby slash backyard business slash who knows what it'll become uh, business of beekeeping. And so I'm hanging up some bee traps today and uh, the current owner graciously allowed me to put some down here. And so I'm just enjoying this beautiful Canadian river country that's pretty rough. It's got a lot of mesquite and the river's kind of red and meanders there in front of me among the rocky cliffs and it's just a beautiful place and it's been great for me to be out here just with God and nobody else around. Uh, It's a beautiful thing. So today, I'm glad you're with me, and I will have just a a number of thoughts kind of running through my mind today. And a lot of this is about, I don't know, how we follow Christ and how we make decisions and how do we do that as as a good follower of Christ. And I don't know about you, but have you ever, for me, have you ever been in a place where you had a decision you needed to make and you just didn't know what the decision should be? I'm in one of those now, and I still don't know what the decision is, but I've made some breakthroughs, and so I kind of wanted to talk through that. For us, you know, part of a decision is kind of what's next for us. We've kind of got to the point I've got over my back surgery Not as well as I'll ever be, I think, but well enough. So I'm over it. What's next? And I just feel like the the world is our oyster, if you will. Maybe that's the wrong analogy. There's all these different possibilities that could work. But none of them have exactly lined up. I don't know what's right. And so just thinking through some things, I kind of had this point in time where I'd made a decision a couple years ago. And I was trying to decide, like, is that decision that I made a couple years ago, is this a, a decision, Is it was it from God or was it me? And then do I continue in this path or do I do I go back on this decision? And I was weighing it out. And it's one of those things where I really, I feel like in the last few days I've got some clarity in that maybe that was not the right decision. But even even saying that, I'm still a little iffy on that. And so as I was weighing this out, I was actually talking to Disciple A, and I was talking with him and saying, what what do you think I should do here? What are the options? And as we weighed it out, it kind of came down to either decision I made, if I stuck with my original decision, it could be good or it could be bad, and I wasn't sure. And if I switched and went back on that decision, it could be good and it could be bad. And what it kind of came down to, the way we made the decision, is if... If it was good, either way, you know, that's great. But it's kind of on the, if it was bad, like if I stuck with the decision, there's a sin that might be involved there. And if I, if I went back on the decision, there's a sin that might be involved there. And so 
But it ultimately came down to as I started weighing, well, I was taking counsel, but in my own heart, I'm, I'm weighing out those, those two sins. And what it came down to is that if I, if I went back on the decision, I might be committing a sin of not having enough faith. Part of the decision was how I would, some of the rules that I'd kind of set for myself and how I would look for a job or not look for a job. And so if I go back on that decision, it would be a lack of faith. But the other side was that if I stuck with that decision and it was wrong, if it was not of God, I would be committing the sin of pride. And so when you compare those two, what, what would I rather do? Would I rather commit a sin of, of lacking some faith, which wouldn't be a great sin to commit, or would I rather commit the sin of pride? And to me, I think it's a pretty obvious answer, and, and Disciple A thought it was an obvious answer. You know, the, the, the thing that brought the devil down was pride. And so I thought, you know, as I weighed it, I took his counsel. I took Dave that's on this with me's counsel, a couple of other people. I knew what my wife thought. And so in the end, I decided, you know, I'm going to go back on the decision because I would rather commit the sin of not having enough faith and just say, God, you know, if I've made this decision and I'm in error, please forgive me. Help me grow my faith in another area versus a decision that might continue to put me in a position of pride. And after I made that decision, I really feel like it kind of opened up and God was like, actually, yeah, that, that was a prideful decision. It's not saying that it couldn't have been an, something that would help you exercise your faith. The decision was more in pride. You know, that that's something to repent of. And then as I thought about that, then that's kind of led me to think about some other areas in which I need to repent of pride. And that's one of the things I think also as people who follow Christ and people who follow Christ, I'm assuming most of us that listen to this podcast are like really trying to follow Christ and really trying to obey him. It becomes also a, a trap of falling into pride. And sometimes God humbles us. He's humbled me a few times. Actually, the very first time my back ever got hurt, I really had had this conscious thought, uh, I don't know, a week or two before that, about, quote-unquote, how good my body was. And I didn't mean it like in this great, good-looking guy, but just in like being athletic and stuff like that. And then, you know, he humbles me. He humbles us in many ways, and it can be a deadly trap that someone who's following God can fall into. You get to thinking you got it together uh, especially if you get some success in your ministry, you start thinking that, that you've got your stuff together, that you know more than everybody else. And that's a trap that will lead us down. It's a trap that will lead our disciples down. And we're so susceptible to it. So for me, I've been trying to repent of my pride, and I'm trying to re-examine things and say, okay, there's some other areas I'm prideful in. And at the same time, not being uh, so self-deprecating. You know, uh, God made me. I'm a child of God. There's an identity there. There's training God has given me. There's things I've learned. It's not that it's not that we have to like totally uh, self degrade ourselves, but rather it's just to look at ourselves honestly. This is who I am. These are all my flaws. God still loves me. God has used me, and here God has worked, and I've been close to Him, and He's done things here. But this is where I need to be humble, and we see. I don't have enough context to say this, but let me throw this out. As you look around and see, any time a church is struggling, there's an issue of pride. I don't know if I could quite say any time a pastor leaves, but often if a pastor leaves under less than favorable circumstances, maybe that's the way to say it, see if there's pride involved. Pastor's pride, pride of people in the church, 
combination of both. It'll get us. Can't do it. We can't really make disciples in pride. In the moment we really think we have it, we're probably going to fail. So, stay close to Jesus. You know, Moses. The Bible specifically says that Moses was the most humble man on the face of the earth. And you know why that is? I've thought about that sometimes. You know why that is? It's because God also said, With Moses I meet face to face as a man meets with his friend. And Moses having come into the presence of God. And you think about the presence on Mount Sinai that was so powerful that the mountain shook and this voice came out and this trumpet blared out and and, and Moses would meet with God face to face. God would speak to him face to face as a man speaks with his friend. And that being in the presence of God, I really believe, made Moses the most humble man on the face of the earth. Because when we come into the presence of God, we realize who we are. And there's a good and a bad. We realize who we are, that we are an insignificant human with all these flaws, and God is powerful and mighty beyond anything we can imagine. And at the same time, we are also loved by that God. And so we have that identity. We have that sonship or daughtership, if you're a lady. All of those things are ours in Christ. And so, one, be on the guard for pride. But two, stay close to Jesus. The closer we stay to Jesus, the closer we stay to God, the more times we come into his presence, come into it with praise, come into it with prayer, come into it with repentance, with humility, with love, with joy. All these ways that you can possibly come into, come into his presence with a group, as your church, your church coming into the presence of God, you as an individually, you as with your family the more often we can come into the presence of God and being consciously aware of God with us, us in the presence of God, the more humble we'll be. The more humble we'll be, I think the more God can use us. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Is that a scripture or is that a song? Sometimes I get them a little mixed up. Anyway, those are my ramblings for today. Uh, Go and make disciples. Go and be active and work as hard as you can for God. Watch out for pride in the process. Catch you next time. 